Hi, this is Susan. This is Dan. And uh, welcome to the Sparks and Muses podcast. This is a podcast about everyday creativity. Thanks for joining us. So this is our second our second episode, and uh, we're playing around a little bit with sound quality and locations and uh, trying to work out some of the kinks we've got here. So thanks for hanging in there with us. So Dan, so what? tell me what, you, what have you been working on since we last recorded last week? What creative things have you been up to? Since last week, I have been working on working with color, as I said I would, uh, and I lucked out and for my birthday got... Oh, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, uh, I guess what they call an adult coloring book. You're so. very on trend with your whole adult coloring. I, I know. It's kind of exciting, actually. I was at, um, where was I? I was at the grocery store today and they had some very cool looking ones. And I thought, wow, even the grocery store is on this, is on the trend. What can I say? I'm a geezer, geezer <laughs> hipster. So anyway, point being was that uh, because I got this coloring book for my uh, birthday, I was able to um, experiment around with color and not have to worry about shape and form, which is something I was really interested in doing sort of personally and creatively this week. So that's what I did. And it was very exciting, actually, largely because... You know, it's not something I've been able to do, sort of just sort of take time out, or I haven't set aside time to just sort of explore creativities for creativity's sake um, recently. You know, it's always been sort of work-focused, so this was really nice to just sit down and, and experiment with different media and, and see how the color sort of helped shape and change the picture, because you already have the picture there drawn for you. And then as you're coloring it, it actually sort of almost changes the narrative story of the picture as you're coloring it because it makes certain aspects of whatever image you're coloring pop out or recede into the background and begins to emphasize things that were just all sort of all right there and sort of in your face um, before you started coloring. And so that was very nice. And it also gave it's me an opportunity. too. Yeah, and it gave me an opportunity to really look at and explore you know, just sort of what did I want to have pop out and move to the background and, and how was I going to do that and sort of spend some time thinking about that. And, and, you know, that part of the creative process was just as nice as, as the actual coloring itself. So that was really nice. And what were you, what were you using to color? I was using a variety you of mixed. all kinds of stuff out. Uh, I don't even know what all that stuff was. Yeah. I had a variety of mixed media. I had everything from watercolor and watercolor pencils to uh, some acrylic inks that I got to just straight up graphite pencils and uh, regular India ink. And uh, the only thing I wasn't using was markers because markers bleed through the particular paper of these coloring books. But otherwise, yeah, I was, I was just trying all kinds of different media um, just to see how they worked and, and, you know, what happens when you overlay the colors on top of each other, or, you know, add more water to the watercolors and things like that. So it was a lot of fun. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And we had family craft night on Saturday night, which was kind of cool. It was sort of impromptu creativity time. Yeah, that was really nice. The other nice thing about... Like some people do family game night. We don't do that. Yeah. We so... should. <laughs> but you hate games. So, I, I do. 
So <laughs> and I married you anyway. But um, but we could color. You you guys color. You, yeah. You well, and, and then then the other nice thing was that then our daughter saw that I was experimenting with color, and since she's almost six, it was really nice to see her sit down and start to experiment with color and get really excited about you know, just how do colors mix and the, the fact that they make different colors, like mixing blue and green makes, or excuse me, blue and yellow makes green and things like that. So that was very exciting for her, which was also exciting to see her get all excited about color as well. So that was, was a whole fun. lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. No, that was cool. That was a fun evening. Yes. Sort of impromptu. Yeah. So, yeah. So how about you? Um. Well, let's see. So... Well, you know, for those of you, uh, you know, right now in the United States, we just had Thanksgiving weekend. And um, so, honestly, it's the longest break I've had from work in almost six months. And um, I've been really, I'm feeling fried lately. I'm just mentally cooked. And so creatively, what's interesting is um, the project that I'm working on, well, I've got a few projects I've been working on. One of which is, I still can't talk about because it's a Christmas project, a present for, for someone. Um, and it's a little bit, it's great. It's sort of, it's, it's a, a knitting project and it's very, it's very repetitive and sort of mind numbing, which is actually very relaxing, but I haven't been very motivated to work on it lately. So, um, what I was doing was actually looking at, well, I've been sort of focusing on our, our house, yeah, which is weird because I'm not, I aspire to being an interior designer. No, I don't. I I sort of aspire to having a house that looks nice and that never really happens because I just don't spend any time on it. And so this time what I decided to do is, uh, we're coming into winter. We're going to be spending a ton of time in the apartment and uh, we're going to be all cooped up in the, in the weather. And so I just really wanted to focus on, on having our house just look nicer and we're coming into the holidays and really trying to focus more on kind of re- refocusing on the holidays a little bit. Our, our daughter's birthday is in the beginning of December. So we, we always have this crazy mad dash of Thanksgiving and then birthday and then Christmas. And it's just this crazy time. And, and she gets really focused on presents. It's all about presents. And so I don't know, I kind of want to dial back Christmas this year. Anyway, so all of that is part and parcel of, I decided to make Um, the the project I actually did complete this week and actually enjoyed a lot was an advent calendar Uh that I, I bought some fabric for and I had a stick that I'd picked up on one of our hikes, God, at least like a year ago, I was going to use it for something else. And, um, so I had a stick and some yarn and some fabric and I had a needle and thread and I'm a terrible hand sewer, but it's, I don't know, I'd kind of like to work on that. And I created an advent calendar and, uh... I'll post a photo of it on the blog. It's very simple, but uh, just something that we can start to kind of bring meaning to the the holiday season. That's not just about birthday and presents. And every time we go somewhere, she gets presents and she starts to think that Christmas is all about presents. So we've, we've got an advent calendar and I put together an advent wreath. It's all very interesting because I'm not very observant when it comes to religious practice, but I feel like it's a good way to sort of structure and frame the holiday a little bit more for her and, and to kind of give it a different emphasis. So anyway, we're going to kind of try that out and see how that goes. And she's older, so she can kind of listen to these things and be more excited about them. So, so that's what I did actually. And I'm kind of, I'm pretty happy with it. I don't know. I, I feel like I can keep playing with it. It's, 
I tried stringing lights on it and that didn't look nice. I put tinsel on it and that looked really bad. And then I, I added some sort of mixed media kind of paper and thread art to it and some printing and I don't know, just trying to jazz it up a little bit. I'm pretty, I don't know, I'm pretty psyched about it. It's good where it is. We can keep working on it. That's kind of fun. So, so that'll start this week. And then, um, and I'm still exploring the whole idea of tapestry weaving. And the hard part is that I don't have a loom. Right. And, and, you know, my kid still has her project on the loom and there's no way that I can evict her, her project and put my project in there and have any ownership over it whatsoever. She will a not be happy and B she will want to help me with it. And so it won't really be the right space for me to play around with a new form. Right. So I, I decided to scratch the itch though before the, the impetus left and I, I actually signed up for Creative Bug, mm-hmm. which is this website. It's, it's like five bucks a month and you join and it's got sort of short videos with instructors telling you how to do various things creatively. And the most robust sections are actually the sewing, sort of garment sewing sections and sewing machines and things like that. But they also had a couple of uh, weaving tutorials, which were kind of cool, different techniques. And it's not rocket science, but it's nice just to see somebody, have somebody explain it to you. And uh, there's a free trial. So I got to try that out. And that was kind of cool, actually. And and I, I poked around on the website for more ideas about things to do with, you know, maybe for the holidays or with our kid or whatever. So that was kind of kind of fun. And I just wanted to kind of keep the fires burning, even though I don't actually have a loom. I don't, I don't have the tools I need to really launch into it. I could make something. I looked online. There are ways you can fabricate looms out of picture frames and boxes and pieces of cardboard. And I could do all of those things. Maybe right. I will. But in the meantime, I'm watching videos and that that's, that's kind of cool. It's, it's, it's a start. Right. I'm excited. I'm still excited about it. Yeah. What I saw of the classes, they looked pretty interesting. So yeah. yeah. Um, and that yeah. just, they are in no way a sponsor of this podcast, but they did. Not by any stretch. No. But they did look like they were interesting classes and had well, some inspir- inspirational projects. They did. It's sort of like Pinterest. It's a little, it's sort of like Craftsy. The other, there's another website or mm-hmm. platform called Craftsy where there are these longer, like sort of long form classes and tutorials. They could be many hours of of instruction. This is sort of short form, little snippets, little chapters. In some ways it's easier to digest than, than a big long craftsy class because it's very quick. Right. Um, some of the crafts are very, it's very much like a Pinterest feed, like how to make Christmas ornaments out of, I don't know, paper and flour, you know, or, or something like that, you know, sort of everyday crafts. Like, like I said, I think the hand sewing and the, and the machine sewing and garment sewing sections of that website were actually quite robust. They had whole sections on pattern drafting and tailoring and, um, it, maybe it started as a sewing thing. It just seems like that's, that's what they've got the most of, but anyway, it's, it's kind of cool. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with the membership of it now that I've watched the tutorial that I wanted to watch, but, right. um, I don't know for five bucks a month, it might be worth it for a little while or kind of dip your toe in here, here and there. Right. Well, with that said, I mean, I think you alluded to it a little bit. What were some of the sort of the bumps or challenges that you had? Challenges. Trying to be creative. Well, I think it's really hard to be creative when you're just tired 
mentally and emotionally from work and just right. work and life and right. the rat race. So it's a little hard to kind of squeeze time in. There's always something else I could be doing that seems more necessary or needed or more productive in the moment. You know, the the mountain of laundry or right the pots and pans or something. There's always something that needs to be done. Um, so that's a challenge. I think that's just going to be an ongoing challenge. I don't think that's specific to this week right. in any way. I think not having the right tools and being kind of stymied by that is a little bit, is really frustrating. And so I, I cause I kind of want to strike while the, the iron's hot. Like I'm feeling inspired to explore tapestry weaving and I don't want that, that spark to go away <laughs> right. before I have a chance to really try it out just because I don't have the right tools in the right time. So, um, cause that can happen, you know, you get inspired in different ways. So I'm trying to hold on to it while I kind of hang in there. I think, I think that's it. I don't know. I feel like the holiday stuff was kind of nice. I mean, I don't know. Making my house look more attractive doesn't feel particularly creative to me. On the other hand, it looks nicer. It looks nice. It looks festive. The kids into it. The table was clean enough that we were able to have family craft night. Right. It would have been impossible with the amount of like paperwork that was sort of piling up. So, right. you know, I'm like the, the great enabler. Maybe that's my role. I'm the great enabler. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, how about you? Challenges? For me, challenges, other than what you said, which was just sort of getting over that hump of being exhausted and making time and thinking of creative time as something that could rejuvenate me as opposed to like, Oh, here's another chore, blah, blah, blah. Because when I do actually get into it, it really is very rejuvenating and and fulfilling mentally. And so I enjoyed that very much. So I think the, the thing is to just keep that going. But then also for me is to give up because of my work and the fact that I do creative things for work to look at being creative just to explore something without necessarily having an end result in mind or even the requirement to produce an end result mm. um, was a, an interesting sort of bump in the road and a challenge I found, you know, because I, I didn't even finish coloring the sort of picture that I was working on. And then I had to remind myself that it's like, oh, well, this project isn't about finishing this picture tonight or you know, even this week, it's about exploring color. Like maybe I never will finish this particular picture. It's about messing around with these various color mediums and, and seeing how they work and and just more getting into the mind focus of that you're learning. So that's what you need to be doing right now, not, not thinking about creating a, a finished product. And also being a little bit bolder in terms of sticking with things that you know will work, maybe experiment a little and see if it works. And sometimes it doesn't. And then that also gives you the opportunity to learn because you're looking at, you know, how do I fix this mistake? So, because I, I know in my mind what I wanted it to look like, but it didn't quite work out when I tried this experiment and sort of turning it into as other people say, sort of a happy accident. So right. how do you, how do you work with that and, and make that, um, sort of go so that you, you're not disrupting the flow as much of, of your learning yeah. in the, in the knitting world. Um, people talk all the time about process knitters versus product knitters. Right. So knitting is so slow. Right. As a craft, you know, it could take you weeks or months to finish something depending on your speed and the complexity of the project. So 
people talk about whether are you a product knitter or a process knitter? Like, what's your motivation? Is it the act of sitting around and doing, or is it the fact that you want the product? And then what what motivates you when and and when does that move you forward? Some people are really driven by the I want that sweater in my I want it in my closet and I want it as soon as possible. Right. And then other times people are like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm working on this. This might be a multi-year project. It's just, you know, in the sidelines I'm working, you know, or it's some technique that they've, they're learning or working with. Or I, I find that what's interesting is that I would have, I would have told myself, I would have predicted I'd be a product knitter, but right. I'm actually more of a process knitter. Um, I think it's part of the reason I'm sort of stumped on this Christmas present I'm working on. Not because it's hard. It's actually not hard at all. It's just, it's kind of boring. Right. And it's obligation knitting. I hate obligation knitting. Right. Do you remember that year that I, I said I was going to make Christmas presents for everybody? I was going to knit every single person a Christmas present. Do you remember that? Yes. Like what, like nine years ago? Something like that, yeah. I gave myself a repetitive stress injury. Carpal tunnel flared up. It was kind of bad. And then, and then, and yeah, and it just, it took the, it sucked the joy out of it because I was, I had set myself to this challenge. Right. To make it happen. And, and some of them were good and some of them were good. And I got really driven by what can I finish fast versus which which ones are the, the pieces that I I really loved and cared about and kind of put my on the heart and soul into. So I don't know. Maybe it's embracing process. Yeah, that I think that's definitely it. Definitely is. I mean, there is a time and place like in my work where things are much more sort of product focused, you know, because I have a deadline and things are very deadline driven and I need to produce something in a certain amount of time. So it's nice to go back and uh, get into the mindset. And it did take, you know, it it was a little bit of a challenge to get back into, you know, just I'm going to do this for the sake of doing it and it'll turn out however it turns out. Do you feel that way about photography? I mean, that's your that's your sort of primary artistic medium do, uh, do you play do you feel like you play the same way or do you feel like because you've got so many years behind you and so so much technical skill do you, do you think that the technical that your technical skill gets in, inhibits play or exploration with photography no i i don't because i'm not producing these photographs for anybody but me and so if the photograph doesn't turn out then i can just photography is so easy you just click the shutter and you're not even wasting film now so you have a lot of opportunity to explore and to try things out do you feel like you do you do you feel like you're playing with your photography i do i do actually so you know for me it really is playing because again the the person i'm initially doing all this creation for is for myself and so it has been very exploratory and the fact that I've had a show recently has been more of the product side, but that's been more of just sort of looking what through what I already have and seeing what's worthy of showing than worrying about creating a product at the beginning, you know, like as opposed to getting into a show and then being like, oh, I need to create a body of work for this show. It's more like, oh, I have this body of work. Let me see if any work of it is worthy of putting into a show. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So. Right. It has been very much play, opposed to when I was in college during the summers, I worked at a photo studio and, you know, we had to do these catalog and product shots. And that definitely was very much about getting the shot done. And and even if it looked like the same photo that you did yesterday with just a slightly different product, you got to get this stuff out the door because you're on a timeline here. And it's not about doing the most creative or 
the most interesting lighting that you can do. It's about just getting it done and, and moving on. Right. Oh, and you entered into a you entered into a new. I did enter into a, a show, oh, a juried cool. show. So we'll see what happens with that. I will keep you all posted. I. That's exciting. Yeah, I don't. I the jury. Uh, you been in for any shows for like twenty years. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. The the selection process hasn't even started yet, but I did submit four photos to be into a juried show that will happen uh, if I get selected. If any of the pieces get selected, we'll be in Annapolis, uh, a gallery there. If I get in, I'll I'll give more information cool. on the podcast. Yeah, that's very cool. So what what is inspiring you right now? What's do you feel any sparks? What's going on? Anything calling to you? Well, for me, I think it's always an ongoing theme of being inspired by not just color, like I said last week, but also just in general, like technology. And that's one of the things I love about photography is that there's a technology aspect to it. But even in more traditional medium, there's the technology aspect of whatever medium you're working with, whether it's colored pencils or ink, you know, just sort of learning the technology of that particular medium and using that to sort of inspire you. And then also, I think you're sort of talking about it in the same way, and I'll let you talk more about it, but just sort of the technology of a loom, using that to inspire you, you you know, even though you know a lot about, blanking on the word, but fiber arts right right now. So looking at technology as an inspiration, your tool as an inspiration, I think is what I'm trying to say. Right. Are you listening to any like podcasts or did you see anything online or do you just, are you just so in it working all day long? I'm so in it and working all day long and it's part of me to sort of quote unquote, let my creative hair down is I listen to a lot of just like economics and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, radio lab, uh, pod, uh, you know, economics and NPR and all those kind of things. So yeah, free economics podcasts, things like that. Pop economics. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't listen to a lot of, uh, you know, or watch a lot of creativity shows. Just, um, I mean, unless they're instructional videos or manuals or things like that. You do like manuals. I do like manuals. Again, (laughs) coming back to technology being an inspiration. So, yeah. How about you? Um, Well, I already talked a little bit about how I, I looked at creative. I'm just trying to keep the fires burning while I figure out the technology or, you know, the the apparatus that I need to move forward. I've, I've listened to some cool podcasts ongoingly. I like those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more interestingly in the, in the moment is I think I'm reading this book right now, actually. I've already read it. It's called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. It's by Elizabeth Gilbert, who is super duper crazy famous for having written Eat, Pray, Love, right. which was on the bestseller list for, I don't know, a gazillion years. And then, um, and then it was a movie. That, I don't know, was it? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts is in it, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see the movie. And I liked the book. I thought the book was fun. I, it, you know, it was fine. I enjoyed it. And this book actually is another nonfiction sort of... It's not a memoir. It's more just sort of her... It's, it's Elizabeth Gilbert's opinion and take on being inspirational about being creative. So it's, it's very, very much relevant to this process of creating this podcast and, and moving forward. I'm finding it very inspirational in that way, but she's not inspirational. She's different in, in some ways and, um, than others where she's, she's really like, don't burden your creativity by thinking you need to go and make a million dollars doing this. You know, don't quit right. everything and get a job. Like if, if being creative means you wake up at five thirty in the morning and get in 
20 minutes a day before you go to work, then just do that. You know, it's, it's very sort of normal people, like rational right. sort of thinking. Right. She does have a notion, which I, I kind of, when I was reading it, I was like, ooh, wow, that's sort of out there. But now I'm kind of enjoying it. It's, she has this notion, and she goes into it in the book, where um, it's her own personal take on sort of the universe and creativity and that ideas exist outside of people. Uh-huh. That ex- ideas are always floating around in the ether. They right. are independent and they are looking for a host. So an idea, and she has a whole story about uh, a friend of hers who's also a very well-known known author, and they they, simul- they simultaneously came up with the same idea, and one of them was able to take the idea forward, but they didn't know that the other person was writing that particular book. But they're the same book in many ways, and, and she's like, you know, it's for, for her it was this notion that that idea was looking for a, a person to manifest. Right. It as a reality. And then she got sidelined by life and her own, you know, she goes on and on to talk about all the things that she did instead of writing that novel. Um, meanwhile, this other person, this other friend of hers, who's a novelist, unbeknownst to her completely independently started writing exactly the same novel. Right. Uh, And it's not like a normal novel, like it's an out there novel. And she's like, you know, the idea found her (laughs) instead of me. And she took it and ran with it and actually published it. And, you know, I don't know, won awards or something. I don't know. Point being, it's, it's more, it's just her sort of treatise right. on on what creativity is to her and how as an author she manages her creativity um, over time and in, in the years. And, you know, she's pretty clear about, she's written one great bestseller. I don't know if Big Magic is actually on the bestseller list, but Eat, Pray, Love certainly was. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, I've written six novels that no one has read. <laughs> you know, she's like, right, and, right. and some of them came after the national bestseller and, you know, they, they didn't sell very many copies. And so there's no, there's no notion that you're going to like kind of hit gold twice. So at the same time, you still have to keep, you owe it to yourself and the world to keep being creative and, and right. doing that. So I'm not an author. I'm not a national bestseller, but I'm, I'm, mostly it's just it's a, and she's funny it's an entertaining read so it's it's just a, a fun read and um that's good i like that it, it seems reasonable for mere mortals like myself who are just sort of embracing the notion of creativity right. so that's kind of fun given that and your interest in this this book that you've just read what are your sort of creative goals for, for the week yeah Ugh, i have to go back to work i've enjoyed my long weekend uh, let's see. So, gosh, you know, it's hard because I'm a mom. So, you know, our daughter's birthday party is coming up and I've got to put some work into that. And I know that's going to suck up a bunch of time. It's not uncreative. It just doesn't feel sort of personally motivated. Right. It's more like, you know, she wants a Care Bear birthday party and I'm completely unthrilled by that. Right. It'll be fine. We'll make it work. There's nothing wrong with Care Bears. But, um, so I, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out where I'm going to squeeze it in. I need to move forward with this Christmas knitting. So that's, that's, I, I just need to like, I need to muscle through my boredom with it and just make it happen. Right. Cause Christmas is coming and the person it's for actually is leaving town prior to Christmas. So I need to get on it. Right. Um, so there's that. And then I, I think I'm going to keep looking at the videos about weaving and see if I can find a few more and just keep digging around a little bit and see if I can um, kind of learn without being able to use my hands, which is really weird. It's a very tactile thing. Just kind of glean as much information as I can while I figure out how to do that. Or, or maybe I'll, uh, who am I kidding? I'm not going to have time. 
if I had time, I could run out to like Goodwill or something and find a wooden picture frame or something sturdy and work with it. But that's not going to happen. It's just not. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to explore ideas. Keep exploring ideas. And, and keep working on the whole Christmas holiday, you know, environment that we're creating here. Having it be, having it feel good. Right. Not, not too over the top. I'm not really interested in the over the top part. Right. So how about you? For me, I'd like to keep working on color if if I can, if time allows. But also, um, I would like to keep, or I should say, I'd like to get the ball rolling for a group that I'm trying to get together for this nonprofit that uh, wants to do some communications and, and sort of community outreach. And I'd like to get a group of people together, and, and I'm sort of looking to get that started not only because I want to help out this nonprofit group, but also because I want to sort of also participate in sort of a group creative process. And I think this will be a group creative process at a certain level. And I'd really like to participate in that and see what becomes of that. To be leading that, right? Yeah. So I think it'll be really interesting and it's it's sort of inspiring and, and uh, really just sort of getting the ball rolling for that as this week is something else that I want to do in addition to just keeping keep coloring in my coloring book coloring <laughs> yay color <laughs> <laughs> okay well on that note uh thanks for hanging in there with us on our our conversations here about creativity and uh where can they find you dan they can find me on instagram at dmh photo and on twitter at dmh photo as well that's dmh p-h-o-t-o and you can find me on instagram as susan hartman on Twitter as Susan Hartman. And uh, you can catch us on our blog, which is www.sparksandmuses.com. And also please make sure that uh, you rate us in iTunes. That's the best way for people to find us. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.